The Spin-Off Podcast Network. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by SparkLab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about SparkLab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. Kia ora koutou katoa, and welcome to Business is Boring. Every year, New Zealand sends more than 16 million unrecyclable toothpaste tubes to landfill, and that's just Aotearoa. A few years ago, an oral hygienist got interested in what ingredients were actually in your typical supermarket toothpaste and wondered if there might be a more sustainable way to package things. After years of development and refining, Laura Nixon's experiment has now taken over her life. Her toothpaste in a jar, tablets and powder first took over their family houses downstairs and now there's a 20-foot container in the yard. But it's growing too fast still. So Solid Oral Care are crowdfunding on PledgeMe, offering rewards to people who want to help them move to a commercial facility. It's a great product and story, and to share the journey to build a community and change habits and how small changes can add up to big impact, Laura Nixon, founder of Solid, joins us now. Tanakwe, thank you for being with us by Zoom. Kia ora, Simon. Thank you for having me. Hey, so tell me about your path to business. Tell me about that kind of like um, experience being uh, working in oral hygiene <laughs> and, and what led you to start thinking about the way we all just brush our teeth because it's like nothing could be kind of more normalized than just what you do than brushing your teeth uh, the way we do at the moment, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I have a background uh, in oral hygiene. Um, so I worked as a dental therapist and a dental hygienist. Um, so I was treating both kids and adults. Uh, and it was while I was working in this field that I just started to become really conscious of the amount of waste that we would go through in a typical dental appointment. So you would have everything in the surgery would be just wrapped in sort of single-use blue plastic wrap. You would have uh, your hand pieces wrapped. You would wear big plastic gowns, and all of these would just go straight into the, the bin afterwards. Um, and if you're having, say, you know, 10 to 15 appointments in one day, that is a lot of plastic waste. Um, so that's where it really started with me just sort of thinking about that and it sort of started getting into my personal life as well. So that was a while ago now. Um, so I guess it was at that time where um, I think now we're a lot more conscious. So for example, you know, stainless steel straws are pretty, pretty common now. Um, but back then it was a bit more sort of, that was a bit weird. So I started doing all that kind of thing and just reducing that waste in my personal life and then started to look at my personal care items. And um, when I looked at what options there were for toothpaste, I was sort of like, well, there's nothing really here that I would be happy to use on my teeth. It's all kind of strange, you know, like sort of <laughs> coconut oil with a bit of baking soda sprinkled in, no fluoride, nothing that's actually going to help your teeth. So yeah, I sort of started researching about what's actually in toothpaste and 
yeah, just got down a rabbit hole, I guess. Um, I was on uh, maternity leave at the time, so um, had a bit of, well, kind of time on my hands, you know, sort of, um, to, to sort of research all that. And, um, yeah, sort of after that got into experimenting and, yeah, long, long sort of road there and um, now we have solid, yeah. Yeah, wow. So the kind of toothpaste that people would be familiar with from going to, you know, the dentist or, or, or and having an oral hygienist help with putting, uh, doing a clean and a brush, it's kind of thicker and, um, you, you know, more kind of concentrated maybe than the toothpaste that they might experience in tubes. Like, is that, are there different things in it or um, what, what is in your, your supermarket toothpaste? Yeah, so they're sort of, they do serve different purposes. So um, at the dentist, you'll get a uh, profi, so it's usually a bit more abrasive and um, it, it does sort of the job at the time. Um, however, supermarket toothpaste is quite different where it has quite a lot of water in it. So supermarket toothpaste have up to 40% water and then often sort of a bit of filler um SLS, which is sodium lauryl sulfate, which um, isn't a brilliant sort of ingredient, but it's what gives you that real big foam that we sort of are conditioned to, to expect and think that that means it's cleaning. Um, so, yeah, I sort of got got into researching what ingredients are actually beneficial for your teeth rather than the ones we're just sort of used to having in toothpaste. And, yeah, came up with our toothpaste in a jar um, so that wasn't my first product, but it was kind of our, it's like our hero product. It's what um, I think we're most most known for because um, we're the only fluoride toothpaste in a jar in Aotearoa, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, our toothpaste is thicker because we only use uh, about 5% water, um, which has benefits in that you need to use less and also has benefits with um preserving and um yeah so it's it's sort of a, a no-brainer really to take water out of cosmetics um yeah. And, yeah. and there's often not a shortage of water where you're actually doing your teeth <laughs> no and um <laughs> even if you don't have enough your your mouth will produce saliva for you which <laughs> does the job too yeah and and so and so what 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 actually goes into is you, you know so with solid and the formulation you got to mm-hmm. like what's in there is it's quite interesting because I imagine that there isn't a perfect overlapping Venn circle of people who are very interested in sustainable alternatives to packaging mm-hmm. and people who are looking for fluoride in their toothpaste as well. Yeah, you I guess you would sort of think that, but I mean I know I was in that that overlap, and um, surprisingly, it does seem to be that a lot more people are. I know. Um, people who aren't into fluoride, um, you might sort of think there's quite a lot of people, but um, it's kind of a, a small but vocal minority. And um, I think a lot of people do sort of trust the scientific research and do want something that's actually sort of proven over many years to protect their teeth. So, yeah, I think that that is growing because more people, as more people get interested in sustainability, you end up with more people shifting over from that, I want to protect my teeth, but also into, I want to, I don't want to be throwing away, um, you know, a plastic tube every month. Yeah. And if you're interested in taking a science-based um, approach to climate change being a threat that our carbon impact uh, can mitigate, if we can mitigate our carbon impact, you can take a science-based approach to fluoride. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So tell us about the ingredients that you, that you ended up with. 
Uh, so the ingredients we ended up with, we we use fluoride, obviously. Um, just it's it's sort of a no-brainer. Um, at the moment, any sort of alternatives to that just don't have the backing behind them. And, um, yeah, if you talk to your dentist um, or hygienist, they will they will recommend you use a fluoride toothpaste. So everyone, you know, from from birth really, even just a tiny amount um, on your, you know, babies or kids' toothbrushes to up to, you know, older people. So, yeah, um, we also use uh, xylitol. So a lot of the sort of more alternative toothpaste contains xylitol. Um, it is a really good ingredient. It sort of makes uh, the surface of your teeth kind of slippery so bacteria can't adhere to it so you don't get that fuzzy kind of feeling as quickly and yeah, you just don't have that plaque build up on your teeth which is what can lead to decay so it's only useful if it's used in quite high quantities um sometimes it's used sort of um because it's more expensive than what is usually used which is called sorbitol which is in most toothpaste if you look at the back of the tube um you'll see that, you know, you might have a little bit of xylitol, but you actually need it in a large quantity for it to be really effective. And how did you go through the process of creating your own formulation? Like that sounds like quite a, um, you know, quite a, quite a cool thing to go through. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, um, I've always been an um, ingredient reader. So like even as a child, I would be the one at the table, like reading what's in Marmite and, you know, working out what does what and how everything works. And did that, um, you know, all through my life. And so often I wouldn't, I'd kind of hate buying things like, you know, shampoo or, um, you know, the made up sauces from the supermarket because you're like, I can see what's in this. These are really easy to make. I can just put some, you know, soy sauce in with, with this and I've got this, this, um, this product. So yeah, it was just a case of looking at what is in toothpaste and, it doesn't actually vary that much between toothpaste. Like once you sort of get to know what's in it, you, yeah, it's not, not so much like other products which have like a mass, massive variation between them. So yeah, it was just a case of, I guess, going down that research route and then experimenting route and testing and yeah, just, um, I guess it's, I, I just, I like to solve a problem. So yeah, kind of, and I don't really look at something and think, oh no, I could never do that. It's more, oh, I'm going to really try and do that and um, hopefully I'll get there. And the formats you've landed on, like the toothpaste in a jar is kind of that hero product. Yeah. Um, and then tablets and powder. Tell me about those as, um, you know, one of the most, you know, interesting challenges for a business is to change people's behavior, right? And there's such an expected behavior with the toothpaste tube that's been, you know, advertised um, into our lives and become kind of the norm. How do you go about like um, changing people's habits and educating them about, you know, the scale of the problem with all of these unrecyclable toothpaste tubes that people are probably leaving behind them without really even thinking about them? And yeah, changing that behavior on the brush. Yeah, it, it's definitely, it is a learning curve. Um, I do think that now it's becoming a little, people are a bit more open to it. So I think, say, for Atik, right, with their shampoo bars, um, at the start, that was sort of like, people would be like, what, what is that? But now a lot of people use them and uh, they're sort of in supermarkets and people don't find it as strange anymore. It's just, and, um, for example, with uh, cleaning products, you know, you have the the sort of like powders that you make up into a, a concentrate, which is also a bit of a no-brainer, you know, why are we shipping, you know, 90% water products around? Um, so I think people are, are open to that a bit more. Um, and tablets, I think, have really 
gotten a bit more mainstream? Have you used them? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think toothpaste tablet, like a while ago, people wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about, but now you sort of find that people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I actually have. I have tried those or I've heard of those or I want to try those. So, yeah, I, yeah. I find the kind of the kind of um, the chalkiness and then the texture quite satisfying. <laughs> I quite I quite like it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So uh, I think yeah, people are open to it and powder um, as well. I think powder has been around for a long time. I mean, powder is sort of an old an old way of, of brushing your teeth, but also quite an effective way because it has no water added and you know it's it's sort of very light. It's um, you know it's practical. It makes sense. And so how do you go about starting getting the word out for something like this? Like, how do you first, um, you know, turn up in people's lives to go, hey, have you thought about your toothpaste and its impact? And would you like to try a different way of doing things? Yeah, so I, like, that. that's the hard bit, right? It's, um, it's sort of, you can make a product, you can make a brilliant product, uh, but then you're just sitting there with the product. Um, the the getting it out to people is is the hard bit, right? And the the bit that um, that I'm not a nat- naturally sort of born to do. I'm not um, extroverted. I'm not the type to just go and phone everyone up and say, "Look at this, I've got this toothpaste." So I was a bit more comfortable um, starting things online. So I it was just a case of um, kind of working out how to do sort of the make a website, um, social media, um, SEO, just sort of all that online side of things. So yeah, it was, that, that's obviously a learning curve as well and it takes a while. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we started and we still have a significant, um, online presence. So there's a surprising amount of people who do buy toothpaste online. It's about, um, 60% of, of our sales are online, which, um, we also have a subscription service, which is which is pretty cool. So you can get sort of your brushes and toothpaste delivered every three months. And, yeah, so when it came to the other side, I think that was probably to sort of really grow and get the word sort of really, really out there. That's probably when I started thinking um, I might need some help. <laughs> so I actually at the time, um, my husband was working, um, full-time job and, um, yeah, he actually ended up coming on as my co-founder to sort of, cause he's got a background in sort of working with entrepreneurs and also as kind of a natural extrovert sort of, you know, happy to go out and sort of spread the word and network and do all those things that I'm terrible at. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's been really cool. And that's what I think has sort of pushed us to the next level as, um, combining that sort of our different, very different skills. Ah, that's so cool. And we'll be back in a moment to talk to Laura about capital raising expansion and the future for the business. Spark is proud to partner with the Sustainable Business Network and the Climate Action Toolbox. The free Climate Action Toolbox can provide you with simple step-by-step guides to measure and reduce your emissions. Help lead the way to a low-carbon future for New Zealand. Visit sparklab.co.nz forward slash sustainability to find out more. 
Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometers of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Hokimai Ano, we're back with Laura Nixon of Solid Oral Care. So, what stage are you at now with the business? You've got kind of that full range. You offer more sustainable bamboo handled um, toothbrushes. You've got the subscriptions. How else can people kind of find the product, and what does the business look like today? Uh, so we're actually at the moment. I think is is quite cool because we are getting in front of more people. We're um, with the help of Adam, as I mentioned before, we're getting into more stores. So um, you can find us in Good For, you can find us in a lot of the um, eco sort of refill, refill stores around the country, um, some chemists. So yeah, we're, we're in about 60 stores now um, and that is growing, which is which is very cool. And some of those stores also have uh, refill facilities. Um, so you can literally refill toothpaste, um, your toothpaste jar, your toothpaste tablets and your toothpaste powder. So you're literally creating no new waste when you do that. Yeah, that's so cool. And you make it all currently in your house, right? In Titahi Bay? Yeah. Um, so we've converted the entire bottom part. We've, we have a, quite a strange house. Um, and we converted the entire bottom part into a toothpaste lab. So it started sort of just a small section of downstairs. And then as we've needed to, has just gradually grown. And yeah, so basically now we just all sort of huddle up on the, the top level and the bottom level is, is toothpaste. All, you know, it's like all stainless steel benches, big mixes, all set up, you know, as a toothpaste lab. Yeah. And that that's kind of cool, eh, with like a young family seeing mum and dad make cool stuff happen every day There's the, and, and be connected to it all is kind of cool. But also I imagine it kind of takes over your life a little as well. Yeah, it's, it's um, I, I definitely won't, I, th- I think we're ready to, um, to move. Um, yeah, we actually, like we sort of run out of, literally run out of space. So we have, yeah, the, the shipping container on the front lawn, which is full to the brim. It's like just sort of every time something comes, you're like, where are we going to put this? We, we can't put any more shelves up. It's it's full. Um, and there's just sort of other kind of cool machines I want to get that we can't get at the moment when, um, yeah, with how we are. So, yeah, really wanting to take things to that, that next step. And so tell us about that decision to go out to your community and crowdfund with rewards. Yeah, t- tell us about making that decision and what the kind of setup is. Yeah, so... I think we looked at crowdfunding because we're not sort of 
I mean, sort of like getting investment from other places, sort of, I mean, we're sustainable toothpaste, right? It's not your natural. People aren't going to be like, oh, yes, that's 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 what I want to put all my money sort of into as, a, as an investor, even though I think some ways that, I mean, if you look at Atik, I mean, look how amazing they've done, um, you know, so I think it's just that, that sort of, it doesn't sort of seem like a natural place, but it's, you know, the market is growing. Um, the toothpaste market is, you know, over $80 million and, and growing as well. Um, so, yeah, we looked at, because I guess the nature of our product, um, we have really, really amazing customers. They, yeah, like I, I sort of, you know, you have an order come in, you're like, oh, I know that name. And I'm like, they've been with us like right from the start. And they, you know, people tell all their friends, people, you know, will comment on our social media just saying, you know, I can't, you know, I love this toothpaste. It's sort of even things like oh, it's changed my life or changed the way, you know, and that is just sort of such a cool thing to hear that, um, yeah, I mean, I I think far too much about toothpaste, but it's really cool to hear that other people also think a lot about toothpaste and find that it's one of those changes that, you know, they may have already made one change in their lives just to think about being more sustainable. You know, maybe they started composting and then they're like, well, look at my toothpaste tube. And then they start, you know, on this toothpaste. And it's sort of, it's, it's sort of one step in that, that behavior change. So yeah, I think we're not, you know, we're not saving the world by making, you know, sustainable toothpaste, but it's, um, it's that behavior change. And, um, yeah, just sort of, I think, hopefully paving the way to somewhere a sort of a world where we kind of can do things a bit better um, and just not so yeah. disposable. But you don't have to save the whole world. You know, not every person's responsible for saving the whole world, eh? Like anything that you can do that small small changes really add up, you know, 16 yes. million tubes that are unrecyclable and will take, an eter- you know, as a mixture of like plastic and foil, they're going to take an eternity to, to decompose and then they'll only break down into smaller bits that will be a problem forever. You, you know, like it really, every, every toothpaste tube stopped is a benefit for a long time. Yeah, um, there's, yeah, plastic is, is tough, right? Like we definitely have a problem with plastic and uh, I mean, I'm not one of those, I, I sort of don't think, oh, you know, all plastic is terrible and there's no perfect packaging. Uh, but I also think there are some that are better than others. And yeah, if we can try and move towards those, um, I think we'll be a lot better for it. And I love the way that with your glass jars, you also do an exchange program, right? Yeah, so um, I think we sort of settled on that because we accept back all our jars for sterilising and reuse. And at the moment, we have about 15% of our jars are returned, which is pretty amazing um, when when you sort of think about it, as well as we have people who are just refilling their existing jars. So yeah, that's that's not sort of something that kind of you know it makes us money or anything but it's something we do because we think it's the right thing to do and there's a lot of research that shows that reusing glass um over time has a similar or less carbon impact than single-use plastics so yeah i think reusing is is um is sort of where we need to go oh and glass is i mean i find it wild that we have this um as a society this 
kind of view that, oh, you can get a wine bottle and like use it once and then chuck it in the recycling and you're somehow part of like a decent system. Like, and at the same time, everyone in their house has got all of these glasses that they reuse thousands of times. Yeah, it is. (laughs) we We don't need to recycle the stuff. Like, um, sterilization, washing and reuse of glass should be the absolute norm. And yeah, anything that you do, like your company does that, 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 brings a light to the fact that's possible and sensible. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. There's about, uh, I think about 30 businesses around Aotearoa that, that do this. So that, yeah, have their product in glass and then um, accept it back. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, at the moment we're sort of all doing it ourselves, which, which can be a bit difficult. But, you know, hopefully in the future there's sort of a way that it's it's made sort of easier and it's sort of the norm. Yeah. And tell me about the dispensaries as, you know, that's not a trivial problem to solve, is it? How do you um, put um, consumer goods in refillable, you know, small units uh, where you're not going to have to have a staff member standing there the whole time to do it or whatever those kind of things are? Like, how, how have you solved that problem? Yeah, so I think refilleries, they are becoming more common and I think people are a bit more comfortable about using them now. And, um, you know, I think, yeah, with our tablets and powder, it's kind of, it it makes sense, right? It's pretty pretty easy to, you know, pop tablets and powder into into your container, take them home. They're dry, you know, they're, they're not difficult to work with. But people also really wanted to refill toothpaste. Not everyone, you know, uses tablets and powder. People like the paste. So I started thinking how how could we refill paste? It's such a difficult substance to work with. So your typical, you know, the sort of pump bottles that you see for, you know, dishwashing detergent or shampoo wouldn't have a chance of working. So I started thinking about what substances were similar to to toothpaste and ended up going down the road of looking at uh, sausage makers because it's sort of that that meat paste <laughs> weirdly is kind of, you know, a, a similar kind of texture. And so, yeah, ended up, um, um, I was at my father-in-law's and uh, he had an old sausage maker in his cupboard. I was like, oh, like just an old manual one, a um, three-litre one. I was like, wow, are you using that? Um, and <laughs> he was nice enough to, to give it to me to do some um, experimenting with. And, yeah, my um, my mum's also, she's, she's kind of similar to me, and so she helped me with that. And we, yeah, ended up engineering a... Um, a sausage machine into a toothpaste dispenser and now we have three of those in Aotearoa and yeah they're they're going well pumping out toothpaste every day so yeah yeah I love it and tell us about um how people can get involved to the crowdfund and how it works so it's not an equity one is it um and and it's live now so um by the time this pops out it'll only be live for another week or so I think so um, you know, if you're interested, get get moving. But yeah, not equity, so it's more one where rewards are swapped for the support people give. What 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 kind of things have you got going there? Yeah, so we have quite cool rewards. I think we we spend a bit of time thinking of um, some cool things. So, for example, um, we've got something for someone who's never heard of sustainable toothpaste. You can just um, you know pop in a small amount and um and get like a, a sampler pack to try uh right up to we've got uh sort of a giant toothpaste tablet jar which has been surprisingly popular um so yeah get onto those there's i think only maybe 
seven left or something, um, as well as right up to uh, you can design your own toothpaste. So basically you can work with me and uh, choose your flavour. We will work on, you know, a way to make that work and you end up with a batch of your own design toothpaste. So, yes, go on to that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. And what's the impact you've been – so how long have you been going now, Laura, and what's the impact you've already had as a business? Uh, So about three years now, just over. Uh, And so in that time we have saved – 35,000, which is probably a bit more now, um, toothpaste tubes from landfill, um, as well as we are carbon uh, climate positive. So we um, offset all the carbon that we use, which means that, yeah, our business practices means that we sort of try and do everything in a way that, you know, works. Like there's so much waste behind the scenes in business. And I think from just the nature of we started with trying to make it as minimal as possible and that has sort of continued even as we've grown so just you know communicating with suppliers to make sure that things aren't sent and like individually wrapped in a teeny little plastic bag which is literally how most products are sent as unless you sort of say otherwise that's how things are sent which is also crazy uh yeah so I think it's it's just a case that we have, I think we're, we're, yeah, we want to make more impact, but I think we've we've come a long way. Yeah, and being set up to mean that any growth and anything else that happens is climate positive growth and is not going to increase waste, where mm-hmm. the whole economic model's around <laughs> finding ways to increase your negative impact to get rich. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, we've, we're working with ECOS um, on that. And so, yeah, they've been, they've been really great to work with and um, with measuring our and um, offsetting our carbon. Yeah, love it. And what would your advice be for people who do look at something that's so ubiquitous and part of life and think there could be a better way here? Uh, just think about it and just experiment. I mean, you, all you need is like, you know, go walk around your house, find a few things, you know, have an idea in your head and um, and go with it. That's, you know, how I started. It was just thinking, oh, could this be turned into that? And, you know, um, like, there's no, there's no bad ideas, right? <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, experimenting and um, <laughs> seeing what comes out of it. Yeah, love it. And as a final thought, what will success be for you and for Solid? I think success for us looks like uh, just getting more people into, one, into sustainable toothpaste, but also into just thinking about uh, sort of our impact as a whole. So just yeah, I guess respecting the planet sort of that we live on and um, seeing ourselves as guardians and that we, you know, have a responsibility to to look after, to look after this planet and that, yeah, what we're doing is is not sort of, it's not sustainable and, um, yeah, that we can do that. We can do that, yeah. Oh, that's magic. Well, thank you so much for sharing the story today and, yeah, head along to Pledge Me if you're interested here to help um, to help Solid's next step of, um, of of growth. So thank you very much for being with us, Laura Nixon. Thank you for having me, Simon. So thank you to Laura and to you for listening and for everyone who helps make this happen, like our producer, Samuel Robinson. Do follow Businesses Boring wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to rate and leave us a review if you like what we do. Enohora. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Businesses Boring, brought to you by Spark Lab. 
Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Kia ora e tewi, te Ai Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.